Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. This is another uh, podcast based on a certain topic that you, the viewers, have asked us about. And today's topic is about XG. What is it? What is XG? We seem to hear it every single bulletin that, uh, that, that comes on a match of the day. We tend to see it in articles now. But what actually is XG? And one of, the, one of our viewers has asked me to do a little topic on this. And I was more than delighted to do so. So as always, let's introduce our proper guest today, XG. <laughs> there it goes. So um, it, it's something that's been, I suppose, that's coming into the lexicon in the discussion of football an awful lot more. Um, XG, which is expected goals. So what actually is it? Um, so expected goals is a performance metric used to evaluate football team and player performance. So it can be used to represent the, um, to, the probability of scoring a goal um, or an opportunity, probability, probability of, score, uh, of a scoring opportunity that may result in a goal, should I say. So that's what the actual definition of XG is. So realistically, when you're looking at XG, the, the simple explanation is that you know, it's it's the probability of scoring a certain shot, um, which will result in a goal, and, and it looks at historical data of shots taken from different positions or from similar positions to the shot that the, that they're uh, analysing has been taken from, and and they check to see how many of those have resulted in goals and so on. 
So that's that's really just an, a, a simplified version of it. So what's taken into account? So they take into account the location of the shooter, i.e. how far was it from the goal and at what angle on the pitch. They take into account what body part was used, like was it a header or was it off the foot? Headers have a lower XG rating than, than uh, shots with either your right or your left foot. They take into account things like the type of pass, was it a true ball, a cross, a set piece, etc. And what type of attack was it is very important as well. Was it from an established possession? Was it from a rebound? Did the defense have time to get in position? Did it follow a dribble, etc., etc.? Some metrics also take into account the positioning of the goalkeeper. Some some um, XG calculations also take into account the defensive setup, how many defenders were, were, were between the goal and, and so on. There are different metrics for counting XG, but they all come up with roughly the same, same number um, from what I can see as well. All this, any of this information is based off my own kind of research that I've done in it, and that's why I'm putting this together for you. So... Um, a base, how does the basic calculation take place? As I said previously, every shot is compared to thousands of shots with similar characteristics to determine the probability that this shot will result in a goal. I think Opta have taken up to 350,000 examples of shots to characterize and to make uh, their model for how they calculate XG as well. So that probability is, an expect, is, is the expected goal total. So an XG of zero would constitute a certain miss. So an XG of zero would be that there has never been a goal scored from that, that, that specific position. I don't know where in the field we would find an XG of zero. Maybe in the corner flag at the complete opposite end of the field, you might have an XG of zero there. Um, while an XG of one would constitute a, a certain goal. So an XG of one would be a chance that has never been missed ever in the history of data collection in football. So you'll always see XG will will be uh, a number between zero and one. So it would be zero point something. Like for instance, a penalty kick for X, an XG, uh, the XG for a penalty kick is always 0.76. And the reason that's always 0.76 is because every penalty kick is from the same distance. It's dead center in the middle of the goals and it shares the same characteristics as every other penalty kick. Yes, you do have the variables that are the strength of the goalkeeper and the strength of the penalty taker. But for the characteristics for XG, the, the distance from the goal and the central positioning of the ball doesn't change. So you can give a standardized XG of 0.76 for for a penalty um so what that really means is that as, as i said previously that an xg of 0.5 would indicate that if identical shots were attempted 10 times you would expect to score from five of those 10 shots i hope that makes sense so um there as i mentioned there are different models of calculating uh, the most common uh, of calculating XG and the most common is deciphering the play from a freeze shot at the point the ball was struck on goal. So what the what the the, the model does is it takes more or less a screenshot of the play just as the player is striking the ball. It, an it analyzes the, um, the angle to the goal, position of the goalkeeper. The, it does take into account the previous play, whether it was a dribble, whether it was a cross, whether you know whether the the player is taking a, a shot with their foot, as I mentioned previously, or whether it's a header. It takes all that into account. Um, and the definition of it is that the location of all players in the pitch at the moment the shot was taken is taken into account. They look at was the goalkeeper in a proper position? Was it an open goal? Uh, or were there a number of defenders between the shooter and the goal? Was the shooter being pressured? Was it a one-on-one -on -one situation with the goalkeeper? And what was the height of the ball when it was struck? 
So that's very important. So if the ball is on the ground, as opposed to, you know, somebody having to get their foot over the ball to keep it down uh, in almost like a half volley, volley situation, that would all be taken into account in certain metrics as well when they are looking at analyzing the XG um, for a, a certain player or certain uh, or certain team. Now, there are there other are issues with XG. You know, um, and I suppose the biggest glaring issue with this is that XG assumes that every footballer can play at the exact same level. They assume that I'm as good as um, as as good as Sergio Aguero at finishing the ball. So it only takes into account uh, a lot of the time. It only takes into account the position of where the ball is struck in the field and takes into angles. So it doesn't take into account that that the the abilities of players are different. So like it assumes that the shot has been taken of somebody with with average ability in the league and that can go against players as well that are better strikers better finishers of the ball too because obviously they might they might be able to score goals an awful lot easier from certain areas um, than other players as well so um you know it puts the same value on and without denigrating any Aston Villa players but it puts the same value on let's say Ollie, where Ollie Watkins would take a shot from as where Keenan Davis would take a shot shot from when we know that Ollie Watkins is a better finisher of the ball than Keenan Davis based on their goal scoring records as well. So um, there are bits and pieces there as well that do need to be mopped up with regards to XG. And it isn't the be all and end all when it comes to um, rating players as such. But what it does tell us is it puts to bed the old adage of, is he a great goal scorer or is he a scorer of great goals? You can use XG to, to come up with your, your uh, basis on that and you can prove it in fact. It also tells us if people have had chances created for them, because remember, it takes a position in the field where, this, where the shot is taken from, and that is where the analysis is done from. So our player is able to get into those positions, and our team's good at maybe uh, fashioning chances at certain areas centrally, maybe within the box and so on. Our team's good at working the ball in and out through, through those different passages of play there. Tells us that too. It also tells us, as I said previously, if a player is a good finisher of the ball on a consistent basis, you know, if somebody's outperforming their their XG by uh, by three, four, five goals every year, that means that they must be a very good finisher because they're scoring goals from more difficult positions, but they're doing it on a more consistent basis. I suppose it also tells you about players' movement. You know, getting into the right positions. If you're if you're if you're scoring a lot of goals every year, take Jamie Vardy for example, scores a lot of goals every year. He stays consistent with his um, with his XG more often than not. That means his movement is very good. We all know it, and we can see it on the pitch. This is a standardized metric that allows us to dictate and to and to see and to confirm that yes, Jamie Vardy gets into those positions and he scores the goals that he should score. So that is a that that's the measure of a great goal scorer from that point of, that point of view. He scores the goals he should score, gets into great positions. Also, it can tell us. Um, People like uh, Sergio Aguero. Sergio Aguero has uh, has uh, in previous years outperformed his XG because we know he's a superb finisher, one of the best the Premier League has ever seen, and this confirms the, the it confirms the hypothesis on that too. So it's very important for teams when they're looking at that from scouting players to see players' characteristics and to see uh, you know if they have any elevated uh, ability above and beyond what maybe people's uh, uh, perception of that player is. So 
let's take a little case study of Jack Grealish, our own little Jack Grealish. Well, not little, he's big Jack Grealish now at this stage. But basically, this is his shot map uh, in 2021 as of uh, today, which is the 28th of March. Um, so Jack Grealish has taken, uh, has, uh, I, I've taken f- uh, four shots, so three goals. As you can see, they're marked one, three, and four. They're the green dots. And then one shot that was saved. Uh, which is number two there in the middle of the bunch, in the middle of a bunch of an awful lot of shots. Firstly, we can see Jack Grealish, majority of his shots come from the left-hand side, which is to be expected. A lot of his shots are come from the left-hand corner, and you can see that angle of um, of where his shots come from. They're in that left-hand side, and angle on the goal. Not a lot of his shots come from directly in front of goal, um, and very few of his shots come from the right-hand side. And as I say, this is to be expected from a left-sided player as well, and a player that likes to cut in like Jack Grealish does. So let's take a little look at this first goal. So this is Jack Grealish versus Burnley, and it's on the 27th of January in that ill-fated game where we twice took the lead and ended up losing 3-2 to Burnley. So this is um, this was a goal in the 67th minute, and uh, basically what happened for this goal was that Jack actually picked the ball up in the middle of the field from a pass from John McGinn. He played the ball out to the right-hand side to Douglas Louise, who could be seen over here. Uh, beside the Burnley player that's fallen down. And Douglas Louise slid a ball across the across the box. And Jack Grealish, stretching with an outstretched foot, kick, gets to the ball and puts it roughly into this position to the left-hand side of the goalkeeper, uh, as we're looking at it here. This goal was given a, an XG of 0.52. What we need to look at, I don't know exactly how this was calculated, but you can see why this would be 0.52 based on the parameters that were set down with regards to the position of the goal, whether it was a shot with the foot, what would the lead, lead up to the play was. So we can see here that Jack Grealish is smack bang in the middle of the goals. He gets to the ball with his foot. The goalkeeper is flat footed coming from this side. And it was a cross ball, which means that the play would, would be shifted very, very quickly. So um, 50% of the time, if a player picks the ball up in this position, just near the penalty spot, uh, close to goals, with this defensive setup from a crossed ball, low on the ground, that 50% of the time a player would score that goal. Uh, delighted Jack Grealish did score that goal. It was a fantastic goal. Pity it wasn't in a winning effort as opposed to an effort that, that, that ended up in us losing 3-2. Three, three, so that was an interesting one there. It just shows a goal that we would have, you know, you would have expected Jack Grealish to score more often than not. Here's here is a shot that was saved from the exact same game. We remember remember this. Uh, this was a real highlight reel one. Uh, Jack Grealish picks the ball up roughly about 30 yards, maybe out from his goal, right on the left hand side touchline. Goes on a brilliant run. Could have been goal of the season contender. Jinx his way in and out, brings himself in off the off the touchline, gets himself into this beautiful position. He's run a good. Oh, I would say he's run a good 65 yards, maybe 70 yards here at this stage. And he ends up in this position with a really, really tight angle to the goal. Defender bearing down on him, stretching out after taking the ball so, so far. Goalkeeper at this angle. And the goalkeeper makes the save here. As you say, it would have been goal of the season contender. Now look at what the XG for this shot was. 0.08. So that means that eight times out of 100 shots, this goal might be scored. So the XG was really low on this. It would have been just an absolutely super goal was it scored, but it wasn't 
uh, scored. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, it, it it didn't count towards us uh, getting something out of that game. But it just goes to show once again from a massive long Maisie dribble, the uh, the um, angle that he's at here, off balance, defender bearing down on him, shooting with his left foot, his unfavoured foot, and the goalkeeper's position is pretty well set. That would have had a very high difficult, high level of difficulty for him to score. Um, here's another shot as well in the 7-2 win versus uh, Liverpool, 74 minutes. Um, the assist here is down as John McGinn, but that isn't correct because when I look back at this, um, I'm almost certain that Ollie Watkins gets the assist. McGinn wins the ball back in the middle of midfield uh, in the Liverpool half. Liverpool were trying to play the ball out of defence. They got caught in possession. McGinn wrestles uh, a player off the ball, falls to Ollie Watkins, slides the ball into Jack Grealish here. And what we'll see here is that Jack Grealish takes a shot from just inside the box here. So Jack Grealish gets the ball. He advances it into this position. We've got a defender bearing down on him here. We also have Fabinho here trying to get out of the way of the shot. We have a very, very open goal to this side. Uh, so remember, it takes into, into consideration the position of where the shot is taken. Now, this shot takes a deflection off Fabinho, and it goes into the bottom corner, as is signified by this black ball here as well. The expected goal for this, the expected, uh, uh, the XG for this was 0 0.25, which means um, which means uh, 25 out of 100 shots uh, will be scored in this area. So roughly a one in four uh, chance of scoring from here. Um, taking into account, obviously, the defensive positioning of, of Fabinho, of this defender, the position of, the, of where the shot is taken, the fact it's taken with a foot, and uh, and obviously the position of the goalkeeper here. It's an interesting one, and I don't know the answer to this, and I would be open if anybody does know the answer. Please put it in the comments below. Does the deflection take into account? Is the deflection taken into account when XG is, is calculated? I haven't been able to find out any information on that. Um, it leads me to believe that it is not because it's only taken into account from the position of where the shot is taken. But it would be an interesting piece if somebody did know. So that is goal number three. And then goal number four here is Jack Grealish versus Southampton. One of my favorite goals that Jack Grealish has scored. Jack Grealish, it was, this was uh, 96th minute. Once again, uh, a consolation goal. Jack Grealish, or Douglas Louise, right out over on the far side of the field, picks up the ball, just plays a raking ball across to Jack Grealish. He's probably about 30 yards out. Progresses the ball down, down to this position, cuts back inside. The defender here actually moves to the right-hand side. I've got a little gray arrow here. He moves to the right as we're looking at it here, leaves it open patch from where Jack Grealish strikes the ball into the bottom corner and Jack Grealish duly takes uh, takes the shot and, and, and scores. This was given an XG of 0 0.01. The likelihood of this, this shot being scored, uh, being scored was almost non-existent. This is a fantastic shot. One in every 100 shots would be scored from this area and its level of difficulty was very, very, very high. So that is a great example as to you know, you don't expect players to score from here, but Jack Grealish pulled off an absolute worldie, and I don't think this shot or this goal gets an awful lot of the credit that it should get. So, guys, that is XG. I don't have much more to go through Go through with it for you. Um, it is, it, it, as I said, there's a lot of information out there. It's a new metric. We're going to be seeing an awful lot more of it. Teams are using it, and it's become, as I said, part of the lexicon of the discussion of football games uh, and football players. Um you know, it's become become more and more common. The commonality of it is more and more. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for watching. If you, I would really, really appreciate it if you could subscribe to the channel and if you could like this video, if this is something that you did like. Uh, anything like that really, really helps us. Um, but thank you so much for your support already. And all that's left to say is up the vla.
Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.